Who wants to start this podcast? Welcome to Bowel Movement Team. BMT. <laughs> We're the best goddamn podcast on this side of the big muddy. Bowlier. Mountaineer. Turnier. Oh. Okay. <laughs> There have been the bards who are solving mysteries while they're out on tour. We promise that you won't be bored of the Bardic Mystery Tour. Bardic Mystery Tour is a fifth edition actual play about a rock and roll band out on tour that solves mysteries. I'm Ed. I'll be your DM. I'm Emily. I play Flo Calhoun. She is a wood elf. She's a bard. She's a better bard than Sammy. By far. And she actually tries to solve mysteries. Hi, I'm Brayton. I play Sammy Stoneslinger, the best bard of the bunch. Uh, yeah, as I always say that, and, uh, Emily tricked me. Also, he's a rock gnome because he rocks so hard. Sammy mostly cares about rock and roll. Sammy's a real rocker, and he doesn't care about mystery solving. He cares about the show going on. He has a butterfly short sword. He has a leather jacket with magical patches on it. And he has an ion stone that stores spells. Hi, I'm Grundledore. I play Grundledore, a half-orc with danger in his eye, violence in his heart, and lust in his brain. Alright, so you guys are riding in the back of your van again, and Dirk is up front driving because you guys don't hang out with him. Even though he's your lifelong buddy and good friend and pal, and he organized this whole trip for you, and uh, the van comes to a Slow stop, and uh, hear Dirk like crunching around, climbing down off the little ladder. And he uh, comes and he opens the side door, and he's like, "Hey guys, uh, I just saw this sign for this uh, restaurant over here, and uh, figure we're a couple days away from our next show. We might as well do something sweet. You want to grab a sandwich? It's about lunchtime." It said like last food stop for X miles, and I don't know how many X is. And uh, is it a big X or a little X? Uh, a little big X. Were there lines across the top and bottom? Was it a Roman numeral? It was, oh, maybe. It was 10 miles. Maybe. That's actually not that far. It was probably more than 10. Wait, do Romans exist in this reality? No, but Roman numerals do. Okay. They're called gnomish numerals. No way. Gnomes are way better than that. That's a terrible number system. Okay, they're called Romish numerals. All right. <laughs> Those Romers. Uh, he's like, but, uh, you know, we always eat like, uh, you know, like trail, like pack food. What's it called? Trail mix. Yeah. Trail dicks. Except for trail mix. Not really. Uh, but he's like, uh, so you guys want to check out the sandwich shop that's on the side of the road? Grab us some sandwiches real quick. Yeah. Did you, I'm sorry. Did you say the name of it? No, but it's called, all I saw was a sign that said last food stop for. And wow. maybe that's what it's called. It's X called miles. the last food stop. Oh, last is the name. Last food No, it's stop. right up here. I just pulled over on the side. You want me to pull into the uh, parking lot? Yeah, pull in. We can uh, grab a bite to eat. You want some of that? Yeah. Sure. I'm still wondering what the name of the place is. Is there a sign? Can I see a sign? Yeah, yeah. So there's a um, one of those like silver trailers from like the 50s. Like, oh, like a diner trailer? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a diner trailer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a sign on it that says, Barky's Roadside Subs. Bar- Barky. Dog meat. Barky's. Are they selling dog meat? You mean meat made of dogs or meat you give yeah. to dogs? So you guys want to grab a sandwich or? Yeah, I thought we already said that. Did All right. Say that? Well, I don't know. You guys keep talking about dog meat. All right, let's go. Sammy. Get some dog meat sandwiches. All right. He uh, pulls the uh, van into the parking lot 
it's a much larger parking lot than like uh you think is needed for a roadside diner oh they're probably planning on expanding no but across the other side of the parking lot <laughs> no Inside information, he's not planning on expanding, but he might be. Don't metagame. <laughs> yeah, the players don't know. I mean, the characters don't know. Uh, across the parking lot is like this old chateau. It has this giant sign on the front that says Jocelyn's Museum of Magic in giant wooden painted board. And then in like a neon sign underneath it, it says in rock and roll. Whoa! Like hanging off, it's like added on so later. That's a chateau. Are we in France now? Last food stop till Paris, baby. For some of our less linguistic friends, please describe what a chateau per se means. It's a right. motherfucking castle. It's like a castle, but also like a mansion. Okay. And I'm going to explain to you this real quick. This is a short history lesson from Ed about what he thinks he heard about a couple years ago. So your good friend Cardinal Richelieu, who we all know is the bad guy from the fourth Musketeer, from all of the Musketeer quadrilogy, is a real historical figure, just like the Musketeers. So they were like unifying France. So he's not like the bad guy that everyone makes him out to be. He's just like the kind of bad guy. So he's more like Napoleon, where you're like good, but also bad. You got to take the good with the bad. It's really, it's a lot like most people. Most people are like... Not every quality they have is good. Huh. That's true. But so they were trying to unify France, but everyone was all like, oh, I don't know about all that. So he went around and like burnt down all the castles. So like the real like history rich castles that you'd find in like Germany or like, you know, England. I don't know if England has that many yeah, castles. Uh, I mean, they have plenty. Yeah. But so all like the real castles got like burnt down and then everyone was like, oh, like we don't have like kings anymore. There's only one king. But then rich people or, like, knights or stuff like that still, like, wanted castles. So they built these little, like, mansions. But they're, like, built in, like, the whatever, 1500s or something like that. So they're, like, giant stone mansions that they, like, added, like, you know, parapets to and stuff like that to, like, look like a castle. But they're not, like, built for fortifications as much. They're more just, like, to look cool. What's this hand motion that everybody's doing? That's the portcullis motion. Is this a parapet? Yes. Emily has drawn a parapet for the listeners at home. That's your history by Ed. It's like at least 40% factual. We should write a jingle for that later. That's like... History with Ed. The more you kind of know. 40% factual. <laughs> Roughly 40% factual. <laughs> All right, sick. Um, here's what I propose to the gang. Let's get some subs with some dog meat subs. And then do we have time to stop over at this rock and roll palace? Uh, Dirk's like, yeah, man, we're, I mean, we're days down the road, like whatever, like we'll get to our next show eventually. Yeah, let's do it. So when we go in, is it like, you have to walk up to the counter? Yeah. Yeah. You go in and there's like those little round stools that are like bolted to the floor and there's like a countertop. Oh, is there like a booth open or is it all just bar? It's all, it's all bar. Well, there's, it's all bar today, buddy. If someone uh, eats the special. Maybe we can fight a chest burster. But so you walk in, and this guy's like, hey, welcome to Barky's. Yeah, hey. Hello. We'd like a table for four. You want, we don't have, um, there's room at the bar. What's the weight for a table? How much does it weigh? All right, we'll sit at the bar. He's like, all right, you guys here for Barky's famous subs? Oh, yeah, do they have like a food eating challenge where if we eat so much, then we get it for free? Yeah. 
Can it's we, called Barky's Big Old Burger Barf. Beef Bolstered by Billowing Burger Bits. No, I use burger toys. Buns. I use buns already. All right, what was it again? <laughs> Barky's bur- Big Old Burger Bun Bursting with Bits of Brioche. Brioche's bread. Come on, Ed. Bacon. Bacon. Does it come with a complimentary? Bacon battered. Bacon battered. But does it does it come with a uh, a complimentary barf bucket? Yeah. All right, Sammy would like. That sounds great. Can I have um what? Barky's burger bursting with bread, brioche, bacon battered. Booger blaster. Yeah. You guys up for the challenge? No. Oh, you want like just like a BLT? I'd like, uh, I don't know. I, I want something real fresh. Do you have any uh, veal? Like dog veal? Like a puppy? <laughs> I don't know if dog veal is called veal. Uh, no. But we have turkey and we have salami. I knew this bitch named Cruella. Years ago, she made the best. Did you say Becca? Cruella. She made the best uh, dog veal sandwiches. Oh, you want Becky's baby baconator? It's not a challenge. It's just I don't. A small I don't need the challenge. I just want the the puppy meat. You're never gonna get a t-shirt if you don't eat the whole sandwich. I get a t-shirt. Yeah, there's a t-shirt. How big is the t-shirt? They come in all sizes. Okay. One t-shirt for all of us. All human to sizes. Wear. Oh, no. They come in all kinds of crazy sizes. I forgot to mention, this is a very tall, muscular man with long, blonde hair that has a red headband that holds his hair back. But it's like kind of like spiky looking hair. But I did say it's long, so that's weird. It's long and spiky. So maybe he's like a Saiyan. When he yeah, runs, like he Toriyama. holds his uh, fists behind him. Yeah, yeah. And you say he's Victorian? Yeah. Could I have a BLT, please? Yeah. Dirk orders the... Uh, Spicy Italian. Wait, did Flo say a PLT? Nope, she didn't. Bacon. So what do you want there uh, for drinks? My buddy, no. <laughs> the guy hasn't ordered any food yet. Oh, I want the, the puppy sub or whatever you got. <laughs> Equivalent to that. All right, I'll give you whatever we got. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you guys want some sodas or? I mean, do you have any other kind of veal, like any fawn? Fawns are the veal of the forest. Like a satyr? Those are like people. Oh, no. F-A-W-N. Oh. Either is fine. Um, can I have a birch beer? Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, but you already messed up your alliteration, so you have to order something different. I got birch beer on tap. I should use the word bap in that thing. Yeah, you should. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good Let's bap. start a over. Brioche bap. All right. Barkies. <laughs> What's this place called? My name's Ed. I'll be your DM. <laughs> My name's Ed. I only make alliterations. You're AM. You're alliteration master. It's hard to call me a master when I can't even put together a sandwich name. And you call yourself an AM alliteration master instead of like some sort of... Maybe it's more like uh, alliteration. Yeah. Alliteration amateur, more like it. More like an alliteration illusionist. You know what I mean? I got a license to alliterate. So wait, the first hour of your podcast was you buying a sandwich? Yes. It's D&D. You apparently don't play D&D. Are you ready to... uh... Does anyone else want something to drink? I'm ready to alliterate. And eliminate. And obliterate. And obliterate. Those are your eight favorite things. My three favorite eight things. May I please have a birch beer also? Yeah. I'll get some mop water or something for him. We'll be all right. He he, uh, I mean, he doesn't go in the back. He just turns around and starts grilling stuff up. 
and uh, you see him making this massive pile of food that like you think could feed a large family. And he has to go to like a different cupboard to like get this enormous plate. He throws that all on the plate and gives that to Sammy. And he's like, good luck, buddy. How big is it um, like in volume compared to my body? It's only like 20% of your body. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. All right. Dirk eats his whole sandwich. Flo eats most of her sandwich. So look, do I have to roll? Yeah. There's no way you're getting away without rolling for this one. What do I need to roll? Because I really want that t-shirt. Yeah. you got. It's got. It's probably a constitution check or something. You probably got it. So roll. can you give me. So Wait, here's the are thing. you proficient in eat? You need to roll a constitution no. check to see if this sandwich is going to make you incontinent. But I'd like to roll an inconstitution check. A sleight of hand check. Ooh. I think that I have a better chance at hiding some of the food. Do you have any more patches that can hide shit? Oh, shit. You mean you're going to eat it? Oh, inverse rectal eating. Or you can cast a clean plate spell. All right, wait. All right, I have one called in the pit. Do you think that makes a pit? I can dump it in there. What if the whole trailer falls in the pit? That's the mystery. I don't think that, like, stained glass window is not going to probably be useful. The problem is I can't put them back on my coat. You can carry them around, though. I got the sweet bag. Look at it. Oh, how big is it? You said 20% of my the volume of my body. Just yeah. make your body bigger. I could cover this bad boy with a minor illusion. It's like a hefty meal to eat if you're, like, big old dude. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm definitely going to eat some of it, right? So I'm just going to start eating. Maybe I get 5% in by mass. And then I start using sleight of hand. Mass doesn't matter. It's all about volume in this case. No. So then I, I'm going to do sleight of hand to dump it on the ground in front of my stool. But I'm also going to cast... Wait, you shit on the floor? No, I'm going to dump it off the plate. Right? You should just fill your pants with it. And then I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to make it look as though there's nothing there. You missed it, though. You're going to cast Minor Illusion in front of this dude. So I need someone to run a distraction for me. I mean, we got like a while, right? Like, what's the time limit on this? Yeah, you're just at a roadside whatever. I don't know if there's a time limit. You think he's going to notice me casting Minor Illusion? (laughs) I think that people in general can tell when you're casting a spell. It's like a noticeable thing. But this is a racial trait. There's no Uh, verbal component to this. Why didn't you cast that last time? And what the fuck good was it gonna do? Minor illusion, you all can hear now. How's that throat? Uh, What's up? Who was that? Who was that? That was Glow. Glow Dalhoon. Flo's grandma. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Does that seem like a good plan? So I'll roll my sleight of hand check now. All right. Uh, 14. Ain't bad. And then I cast Minor Illusion. Something you can see. Something you cannot touch. It's a trickery. But it just holds chumps. He can notice it with a wisdom save of 12. Jesus. <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, oh, Barky, I finished your, your challenge. Aren't you proud of me? Can I get that t-shirt? He's like, well, usually we try to eat it, not just throw it on the floor. <laughs> but uh, you can get the uh, I tried sticker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I stick that on my jacket. Yeah, he gives you a sticker. It's a picture of the giant pile of food, and it says, I tried. All right. Does he make him clean it up off the floor, too? No. Oh, wait. 
You could still eat it off the floor and get that T-shirt. I don't want it on my jacket. There's no way I ate as my I ate my fill. You know, he ate like twice his fill. I don't put it on my jacket. I save that and put it on my drums later. Obviously. Oh yeah, smart. Yeah, he just uh, opens up like a little door and it's like dog runs out, and, like eats all the food. Oh, is that dessert? No, Grendel door. Fresh dessert. No, it's a pet. But it's a dog with horns. I pull what? out my uh, my satyr bow. Is that true? And I aim yeah. it at the dessert. Wait, don't do... We're going to get kicked out. But my, my arrow's hollow. You can use it like a straw. It's still not a good... I'm naming this puppy Capri Sun. Are you really uh, pointing your arrow at this dog? Yeah. Uh, I got I to gotta get it in. Barky's like, hey, no drawing weapons in here. Uh, but I'm going to drink it. No. He's like, don't threaten my dog. Get out of here. What? I thought that. I thought this was uh Thanks for stopping to bark these guys. Stock. Don't you have like a puppy mill out back? Where you where you get all this meat? All right. Thanks for coming to Barky's. Okay. Instead, I point the bow at Barky. It's you or the dog, buddy. Yo, Grungo. Listen, I grab what are you Grungo's doing? arm. Like, what are you doing? We need to get out of I here. I need to kill. All right. We'll go kill somewhere else. Okay. Bye, Barky. Thanks for the food. I, I, I retract. Sorry about our friend. Retract Thanks for coming to Barky's. Your food was good. Thanks. Would have been better if you let me eat the pup. Okay, we leave. As you're closing the door, you hear me. Ah, half works. I wonder if there's any cats around. Well, let's check out Jocelyn's Museum of Magic. I wonder if she's a cat lady. You want to do a... Want to investigate for cats? <laughs> I'll do it once I'm in the museum. Oh. In oh, the, you're not looking for alley cats. No, house cats are because they're spoiled, lazy. They're not stringy. They're tender. It's much more like veal. Um, I'm going to leave these idiots behind and go over to Jocelyn's uh, Museum of Magic and rock and roll. Dirk's like, oh, you're going over to that, that thing. Oh, yeah, I'll take Dirk. I'm like, hey, Dirk, let's go to this rock and roll museum. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's check it out. Let's see if, uh, see if they have any memorabilia for my favorite rock band. The Renomes. The Renomes. Perfect. All right. This chateau has, let's just say you're facing north for my map's sake. So the the left side, which is the west right now, is like a large square off section um, that has like a parapet on it. And then there's like a, a slightly shorter like middle section that is still obviously from the outside two stories tall. And then uh, on the right side, there's like the a left side two stories tall. Yes. It's like two stories with like a some sort of like roof feature or something like that. Okay. So it's a little bit taller than like the other, the middle section. And then the right side is like a circular tower that's like three stories tall. With a parapet. Yeah. Again, it's like made to like look like it's like a... So the stone is really just like a facade and it's cinder block underneath. No, it's made out of stone. It's like an old building. It's like a super old building. It just... uh doesn't have like a moat and a drawbridge or anything. It's just like a mansion. Are there windows all through it? Yeah. But are they like arrow slits or are they like those dumb windows that Emily drew? In the circular tower, they're like arrow slit windows, but the rest of them are just regular old windows. Is there like, so the middle has like a front door entrance? No, no. So the left side, the square side has like a big like enter here. Must be this tall to enter. Oh no, how tall is it? Three foot one. Put on my high heels. <laughs> no. No, I think I'm three six. Yeah, it says here. Three no, feet six inches. It says three seven on the thing. It looked oh, like a one from far away. Man. Stupid Romish numerals. I head towards the door where it says enter here. I follow. So you go in the front door 
and like a little bell rings. Ding, ding, And uh, you're in a like rather large room that has a counter with like a cash register on it. And there's like a, what? It's kind of like a grand staircase without being like a grand staircase. It's just like a big old staircase. The baby not, grand. The baby <laughs> grand staircase. The little big staircase. Wait, when you go up it, is each one a note? Yes. Yes. Wait, is uh, I'm going to look around. Is Almost anyone? Every other one is black. <laughs> is anyone in sight? Yes. All right. Let me. How about I describe this room real quick? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I can think about is that cash register. Quick, start the burgling. All right. So you go in. To your left is this staircase. Not quite a grand staircase, but it's a pretty big old staircase. It's like a. I don't know, it goes up to the second floor that has, like, a balcony to the room. Like, the room you're in is two stories tall. Uh, the staircase goes up to the walkway. Like a loft. Well, it's only, like, walking width. It's not, like... Okay. It's, like, in, uh... The haunted house in uh, Mario 64, where there's, like... It's, like, a hallway balcony. Yeah, Remember yeah. your house in Tomb Raider 3? No. Okay. Then we'll go with the Mario 64. I was gonna say, like, Fresh Prince, but then I was like, wait, it goes behind a wall as it goes up. I'm sure there's a good example of what I'm talking about. Oh, it's like that. Isn't it like that in Home Alone? There's like that bendy staircase and then it goes up to the thing and like oh, all okay, like the. Okay. So like if you want to walk from like bedroom A to bedroom B, you walk like across the like aboveness of the thing. You know what okay. I mean? It's like a catwalk. Except for the staircase doesn't bend. So the staircase goes up and then there's like a railing that runs along like a landing. So it's not that grand of a staircase, really. It's not that grand. It's a baby grand. It's a baby grand And staircase. it plays notes as you go up. Okay. And almost every other step is black. Yeah, yeah. I would say if you were to... Five twelfths or so? Yeah, five twelfths is the ratio. You're saying when you walk in, the stairs are straight in front of us. They're not to the left. No, no. They're to the left of you. Like, you have to turn 90 degrees to go up them. This is just called a staircase. You would never use the word grand to describe. If it's like expensive and fancy. If I said you walk in and there's a grand staircase, you think that you can walk on both sides of it and it has like big curly banisters. Like Titanic. And it goes up and then like it splits and you can go left and right. It's not that. It's like a big old staircase that's a regular kind of staircase, but like big old. And meant to look like it's got like a really nice banister and it like opens up at the bottom, like it like spreads out, but like it's against a wall and it goes up to a landing slash hallway thing that I'm sure there's a name for. So it's like a really nice like Western saloon. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Except for think more like. No prostitutes, though. Right. And it has like really ornate, like what are those. Uh, vertical things. Ballisters. No, that's not right. Bannister is the thing you hold. No, I said baluster. I think he's right. Okay. Spokes. Yep. Spokes. Well, they're officially called. So anyway, and they're like posters going up the wall by the staircase. They're like uh, posters of the great rock legends. And they're like, like the final tour of. Yeah, I was right. Ballisters. Ballisters. Ballers. <laughs> now, the one at the bottom that's like the big one. It's called the King Ballister. Nope, it's called the Newell Post. Mm-hmm. Noel. Is that how it's pronounced? Okay. N-E-W-E-L. Oh, I feel like Newell. I've heard people say Noel. Maybe they're just from Pittsburgh. They, anybody who says Noel probably has a toilet in their basement. And I will say, when you were explaining how it spreads out at the bottom, you mean it has quite a large curtail. Mm, look at the curtail. I say it has a staircase. medium-sized curtail. Okay. Because the one side is still against the wall, so only one side bends out. It's a curt curtail. It's a courteous curt curtail. Cartel. 
cartel. Look, I'm looking at this picture, but I don't know what this return nosing means. It's just a nice big staircase, man. All right, now that we're done with the minor features of the room. So at the bottom of the staircase, because the staircase wait, is... I, oh, wait, I have some questions about this staircase. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. Now back to the colors. Is it like a titanium white or are we... Ivory. Okay. But it's like a little stained because it's old. Okay. All right. Like hey, on the handle. It's like dirty. No, we're talking about the rug. The carpet. Where? What? There's carpet? Oh, the stairs are carpeted? On the stair? You think they're painted? Yeah, I don't know. I, I heard it was were, grand. I wood or usually. marble. Yeah, no, they're painted now. Actually, oh yeah. They're painted stone. carpet. Who the fuck paints a carpet? Yeah, no, they're ivory. And and ebony. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I do feel like I got us a little off track about the stairs. No, no. The stairs are actually the main focus of this uh episode. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep going with the stairs here. The best part is the listeners have a really good idea of what this room looks like in one aspect yeah we're giving it the robert jordan here all right at the bottom of the stairs on the left is a doorway and above it there's a sign that says gift shop and it's wooden and it's carved inlay and it's like a gold and like a dark red and the red is missing one small chip of paint what font is it chicago all right, now tell us about the cash register. All right, so is it, in front of you... Is it like a little cash register, a big one, or both? Uh, you can't actually see the cash drawer. There's just like the screen, the like touch screen that they touch. So it's just like it's on like a little tiny like podium. Like a little stick comes out of the top of the... Uh, I said podium, but what I mean is... Post. Yeah, there's like a... Let's call it a post. A newel post? No, 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 no. That's on the stairs. Okay, so... There's a front counter, and the front counter has, like, a pricing board and stuff on it, and there's the point of sale is there. So the stairway goes up to, like, the whatever that hallway balcony is called. In your estimation, because you saw the outside of the building, it's, like, halfway. If you took this square and cut it into fourths. You'd have four squares. Yeah. Four square and seven years ago. The staircase is near, like, the center of the building. The room that you entered into is, like, the first quarter of the thing, but it's double tall. There's nothing above you. There's no, like, floor above you. And the staircase goes up, and it looks like there's a room, like, far away from you. Like, the top of this building is, like, three rooms that are each a quarter of this thing. But the bottom, uh, it doesn't, there's no wall there. It just goes back underneath that, like, balcony. And um, it's a little bit dark back there, but there's, like, some, like, boxes and stuff that, you know, I don't know. It's pretty normal behind-the-counter stuff because the counter's right there. Is there a chandelier? There is. There's a chandelier hanging from the ceiling. Mm. What color are the crystals? They're just, uh, like, uncolored glass. So they're, like... Not purple at all? No. We'll have to break it before we go. Listen for some gasps. Um, so anyway, also in this room is a... Not quite to the term elderly, but like an older woman wearing this like purple cloak. I mean, she's a like a gilf. Maybe. Depends on what you're into, really. And she greets you when you enter the door an hour ago. Hello. Oh, hi. How's it going? Did you guys come to use the machine? The cash machine. Yes. What machine? Oh, did you come for the museum? Yeah. Oh. I want to hear about the machine. And the rock and roll. Oh, awesome. We get more people here for the machine than for the uh, for the museum. Yeah, we're into uh, magic artifacts and collectibles and, you know, 
nostalgia from the past and also we like to celebrate rock and roll but you know most people aren't into the rock and roll that much most people are idiots uh is the machine a rock and roll machine then oh no i can show it to you is the machine from the future no i want memorabilia from the future it might be from the future what's your name futurebilia oh my name is jocelyn jocelyn is my name actually it was great um to see you again after Gargamash. Was her name Jocelyn? Yeah, we saved her. Wasn't it Evelyn? She was like a little kid, though. Or whatever. Wasn't she? She's all grown up now. Or she, was that the mom? The stone I mom? I thought it was the mom, but I can't remember. I couldn't remember that day, so don't ask me. <laughs> I don't remember any of those episodes. Turns out I can only make one story, which can do that story every time. It's got the same characters. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I get... All right, look. Here's the thing. Since you're excited to show us the machine, we'll check it out. But we're really interested in the Rock and Roll Museum. Oh, yeah. That's cool. We're a band. You're a band? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're like a jazz trio. That's less cool. Psych! We play good music. Oh. We just lost a listener. Well, I'll cut it out. Every time we make fun of jazz, another listener dies. If you clap your hands, they'll come back to life. Uh, So she uh, exchanges money with uh, Dirk real quick. And uh, to the right is a, another door that I failed to mention. We got it now. Don't worry, we're getting there. There are a lot of doors in this room. If you want me to explain all the doors, I can. Oh, man. I think we've already gone way off the rails on these doors and stairs. Because at the top of the stairs, there are three doors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. So there's one that goes right at the top of the stairs to the left. Yeah. And there's, there's one, one goes- also right next to it that also goes to the left. Oh, because the wall is on... The stairs side of the hallway thing on the other side of that wall. Wall is on the stairs. Every door in this place turns left. And there's one straight ahead. At the top of the stairs? Oh, I thought it was going to be at the end of the hallway. Yeah. What's the Are point you of the, the gift shop store? It's on the bottom. Nope. Floor. I assumed you went up the stairs. There are a lot of doors in this room. It doesn't matter. You can't, you have to communicate verbally. You can't be showing pictures. To all the listeners. Emily got it right. All right, hear me out. Then why the fuck is there landing if all the doors are right at the top? So that they can put the piano up there. Where's there a landing? Right here. Hallway landing. Oh, and there's a door to the right. All the way at the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, why did I erase it off of my map then? Because you're stupid. That's why I don't even bother to make a map. Okay, rewind a little bit and just, just go take us through that door to the right downstairs. No, 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 no. We're in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> Dirk is paid for us to enter the museum and we're waiting for the tour. But we're like, it's taking it like an hour. Okay, now that we're done with this room. Next time on Bardic Mystery Tour, we go on a, a tour. The man learns about more doors. <laughs> we change the podcast to Bardic Mystery Doors. But how many windows are there? There is actually a window you can see behind the counter. It's like that dark area that's, uh, not very lit, but there is a window on the right wall back there. But it's kind of hard to see what else is back there. So anyway, there's a door to your right with a sign above it that says artifacts room. And she's like, yeah, I can show you that machine if you want. And um, she goes in. You, uh, I assume, follow her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> We're done fucking around. Are you? I don't know. If you're done fucking around, who's going to listen to this podcast? Because that's the only reason they listen. All right, we follow her. All right, so this room 
is a very large room with a pretty tall ceiling. Obviously not as tall as the room you were just in because uh, that was like two stories tall. But um, it has like really ornate pillars and there are windows all down both sides of the room. The ones on the left side of the room are floor to ceiling like tall windows that all they're all like little doors, I guess. So they're more like doors with windows. So there's like a ton of light coming in from the north side of this room that goes out to a courtyard. Yes. And uh, the windows on the right side are like big windows, but they're normal windows. They're like big normal windows. Not like they don't go like to the floor. Big normal. (laughs) Not big little. They're not floor to ceiling. None of them have doors. They're just windows. All right. So this room For anyone that's unfamiliar with what a museum looks like, there are display cases and stuff and like walls with like stuff on things. Yeah, with like little descriptor panels, right? Okay, Grendeldor. This little square that's shiny, it has squiggles on it. Those are words that describe the things that are in the cases beside them. Do you want us to read them to what you? Do, can you describe what the letters are shaped like? Yeah. So there's a line that's vertical. And a line that's horizontal. And when they come together in the bottom left, that's the letter L. Oh. It goes like this. Ooh. Could you describe to me how my name would look if it were written on a page? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could. All right. So there's a sign next to it that says, McCrackle's Magic Mixing Machine. And uh, on like a little podium next to it, this machine is like a very large machine. It's probably like... It's not super large, right? So it's like six feet, six feet wide, three feet deep, and like four feet tall. It's like a big old, like... It's like medium large. It's like the size of like a really large printer, like a good office max, get something printed printer. Like a copy machine? Yeah. There are two large bins on it, um, on either side, and there's like a, like a tube in the middle that, uh, I don't know. And she's like, oh yeah, this is, um, this is like, uh, our like side business attraction kind of thing, like... Oh, this is the machine. This is the machine. Oh, I thought you were going to describe every installment in this place like this. And I was like, geez, we're going to have trouble. Yeah. You ready? There's 1,700 of these. There's actually no mystery. I'm just talking. Is this for mixing liquids or solids? What's this thing? What's the placard say before I ask a dumb question? Oh, so this machine was made by Mr. McCrackle. And uh, what it does is it transfers magic from one magic item to another magic item. So it can like disenchant things and make other things enchanted and uh it's basically useless because nobody wants to disenchant something valuable to make something else better you know you could put your ion stone in there and then put like your sword in there and then it would like suck the magic out of your ion stone and then make like a your sword magical but generally if you have something magical you like want it but so every once in a while we get a random traveler that comes in and they like want something weird does it Give you the same magical effect on the new item? No. Oh, yeah. I can get rid of my useless patches and get something useful. Maybe. What if we got rid of this lady, and if we just take every magical object, like tie her up in the back, mm-hmm. put her in some little room or medium-sized room, doesn't matter. Like a little big room. Little big room. Maybe the extra large big room. Oh, the huge small room. The wee gigantic closet. Oh, the closet ballroom. Yeah. But if we incapacitate her, we can take every magical object out of this place and transfer it into our own equipment. All right. We'll keep that in mind. Put that one on the back burner. <laughs> What's tricky about that one is it seems a lot like, um, like 
grand larceny. If she can use magic, maybe we can suck it out of her. What if we we got to find a unicorn and stick it in this thing? I think I know what I need to do. What's um the difference between larceny and burglary? I think that burglary is a type of larceny. You got to be. I think larceny is when you're lying as you set a fire. No, that's art. No, larceny is like writing bad checks. and uh, Is that true? Yeah, 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 writing bad checks. What's it checks. called when you steal a bunch of cars? Grand Theft Auto. That's a game. You're like, burglary is stealing physical goods, but I think larceny is more like stealing when it comes to, like, the pretend money, like when you don't actually have the cash in hand, but so maybe we'll the just banks do, are involved. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll just do grand I'm theft. not a lawyer. All I'm money not a cop. is imaginary. I'm just a criminal. A smooth criminal? No, I'm rough. Kind of smooth. Little big rough? Little big rough. A lumpy criminal? Lumpy smooth. Like my dome. My lumpy smooth head. <laughs> lumpy smooth head. There's a good band name. I think I know what I need to do. Detect right. magic. You can't see it. And that's tragic. But I can with detect magic. Is everything in this room magical? <laughs> Turns out nothing in the museum is, is magic. Lie. Yeah. So, uh, Detect Magic is an interesting spell to cast here because the machine, not actually magical. But there's like a case of wands that are all like labeled. Like none of them are magical. There's like a whole like display of like different like rings and stuff like that that all have like, they're like you know, like the gem section of like the museum. Yeah. It's like that with like magical rings and none of them are magical. And there's like a magical weaponry rack that uh, none of that stuff's magical. And they all claim to be magical items, though, on their labels. I mean, you haven't read the labels yet. There is like a locked case, like a glass case that like the do not touch this stuff kind of area. I mean, it all says do not touch all over the place. But uh, that one is like uh, locked and you can't touch it without breaking it or unlocking it. Uh-huh. And uh, a bunch of the stuff in there is magical. Uh, she goes, oh, I see uh, you cast uh, Detect Magic. She's like, a lot of people cast Detect Magic. The thing is that um, if we had like actually magical things all over, we would just be like a magic item shop and people would just buy them. But because it's for like, you know, laymen that can't afford magic items to be like, oh, what is the world of magic like? A lot of these are uh, either denatured or like, like I said, like... um. We have this thing that people come in and they'll strip the magic off of things. And so we end up with a lot of denatured magical items. And we have a lot of like replicants that aren't even like, um, like some of the weapons are like not. Replicants? Replicas? Yeah, they don't know that they're not humans. Don't tell them. None of them knew they were robots. Uh, Just the third generation. The first two knew. Uh, This rack of magic wands, like they're either like spent ones that all the uses have been used or ones that people have like transferred the magic out of or some of them are ones that like uh choose their owner no some of them we made to resemble the things that we've seen that people had cool i'm not mad i just thought it'd be cool to see what this place looked like yeah um, yeah all and lit see up if it was like a lie you know but you explained it well so it's fine can you like enchant my small clothes the other interesting thing about this machine is that uh, McCrack, what's his name? McCrackle? Mm-hmm. McCrackle. Who named that idiot? He would use the tube in the middle is for these um, gems that he would get imbued with power. Instead of like destroying an already like created thing, he could like trap the magical essence that was coming from natural ley lines and stuff like that and like harvest them 
and use them to make magic items. Because he wasn't a spellcaster himself. He was uh, just a gnomish inventor that came up with cool stuff. And he made this machine that transfers magic. And uh, instead of having to get like an enchanter to like enchant something and make it magical, you could just... Uh, he had, had one machine that, as far as we know, is lost to history. It's been destroyed. That it gathered magic from natural magic sources and empowered stones that he found. This is, at this point, an ancient relic. It doesn't always work 100%. People come in and try to use it sometimes, and it doesn't work right, and stuff like that. All of those gems that, I mean, they've been used. So he actually, he used to run a shop in one of the nearby towns. And when that shop closed up, because he, I think his like ley line dried up or something. I don't know enough about it. But since we don't have those anymore, we can't like, uh, you know, just transfer randomly generated magic into weapons and stuff to make magic weapons. But, you know. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, you can use it if you want to denature a magical item you own or something. Okay, so also in this room, um, a few things of note as you wander around. You find this mannequin that's set up. It's wearing this belt that has uh, two extra human arms sticking out of it. Full-size arms or like baby arms? No, like full-sized arms. Can I scan the plaque? Is that just like extra arms? It says belt of extra arms. Or like teenage baby arm. Teenage baby. I got it. It took me a second. Uh, There's a whole thing of denatured ion stones. It's like a display. Are they in rainbow order? No. Fuck. They're in alphabetical order. I asked her if I can put them in rainbow order. She goes, no, we're not doing that. Also, uh, mounted on the southern wall above all the windows is this, this enormous lance. And there's a big sign that says, the Ferdin Lance. Which? Ferdin? F-E-R-D-O-N. Ferdin. Ferdin. Which, if you guys want to roll a knowledge history check real quick. Oh, yeah, I'll do that right now. Godlord does not know what this is. <laughs> I do is. not know what that is. So this is on the, the north by south north wall? This is the north south wall. Is that the ceiling or the floor? The floor wall? How'd you do? I rolled a 17. 18. Okay. You guys both know about it. Grundledor doesn't somehow, but you guys are confused by that because it's a very famous lance that you all know was the lance that was used to kill Fire Hate, the infamous dragon who terrorized the entire kingdom for a decade back in, you know, some other century. I remember that. Yeah, it's in like every... A short, long time ago. No, I literally remember that. I was alive then. Yeah, yeah. How old are you? It's questionable. It's pretty old. You may have been alive then. It was a long time ago, though. As we all know. As you're walking through these displays of, you know, magical weaponry, you come across another stand that's kind of the same size of that, uh, the machine. The stand the machine is sitting on. Mixing machine. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar size display, and it has this weird submarine-looking machine with crab claws on it. Ew, is it big enough for a gnome to pilot? Yeah. Is it magical? It's not magical. Uh, can I read the placard by that one? Yeah, it says, Apparatus of Qualish. And then under it, in parentheses, it says, Replica. Oh. Oh. I was just going to suggest I get in and we take a picture, and then I realize we don't have, like, smartphones. I mean, I can take a mental picture if you want to get in. It says, please do not touch or climb on the apparatus. That's only for full-size people. I mean, he is the size of a fool. No, it's only if you can read that sign. You should get in, Grundledor. I'm getting in. Uh, There's also another mannequin. Are you getting in it? 
Yeah, I'm you are just, absolutely getting yelled at. I'm sitting. I'm going to go over and just like sit on one of the claw legs to start with, and like pose. You know, put my arm on it. it kind of looks like like we're buddies. All right, you got to put your arm on. She's like, please don't touch that. It's very fragile. I, I continue moving my arm closer and closer until I gently touch. The uh, the arm breaks. It like hangs at Grungo, a funny angle. Oh, She's like, oh come on, oh, man! Like this stuff is delicate. You can't. It's fine. Just touch it's fine. Everything. I can cast mending, and I and I cast mending, and I fix it for her. If it's just a tiny tear from misuse or regular bear, I can fix it good as new. So your dad'll be proud of you. Okay, the. Arm is back where it belongs. She's like, <sighs> Grungo, can we try not to break anything in the museum? Don't get us kicked out before we get to the rock and roll. I will, I'll try not to break. Okay, next time I'll try to break. No. <sighs> so this, uh, you've walked down this large, uh, ornately decorated room that I don't know if I mentioned, but you decided that when this was like lived in by a, a wealthy person, it was probably like a ballroom of some sort. Mm, the baller room. The baller room. There's like a jacuzzi and they drink champagne. Ball bearing room. The square ballroom. The bottom of the pool was just ball bearing. Toward the back end of this room is that door. Is another door. Above it, there's a sign that says Wax Museum. And by this door is that case I said that was locked that has a bunch of uh, real magical items in it. And there's a mannequin next to it that... uh has this cloak on it that is actually magical. You can tell because you have Detect Magic cast. It uh, has a sign that says, they all, they all have signs that say do not touch. And uh, when she sees Grundledore walking toward it, she's like, remember not to touch anything. What does that cloak sign say? It says Cloak of the Manta Ray. Do I know what that is? Maybe roll an arcana check. No. You're, no. Never, you're like, wow, a magic item I've never heard of. Yeah, but can I do that? Yeah. I bet Steve Irwin Is this knows. a history check or an arcana check? Arcana. Well, then it's a nine. Sammy's like, yeah, I don't know. No one knows what that is. But I have detect magic cast, so it should tell me the school of magic. Well, let me give it a roll. Is that true? Yeah, that's true about the spell. Grundledore's like, you guys never heard of a cloak of the manta ray? What is it, man? Ta? And I proceed to tell them. Oh, it's a cloak. It gives you manta ray powers. Like gliding? Underwater? I don't know. Let me look this up real quick. No, you can like breathe underwater. You can sting people in the heart. Move at your normal move speed, I think. Is this right? Yeah. Do manta rays have stingers? Yeah, that's how Steve Irwin got it. Yeah, come on. Way to be insensitive. I don't know if it's insensitive or just I think it's insensitive that we bring up that beautiful, beautiful man. It gives you a 60-foot... Swimming speed, and it lets you breathe underwater. That's cool. Oh, that means you could take, like, really long baths. Yeah, the longest bath. I mean, like, you could wear it, and you could actually, like, safe to pass out and take a nap in the bathtub. Yeah, but it's going to get cold and yucky, like, before you... Not if you're in a hot spring. She Mm. says, uh... She says, so you guys were, uh... Seemed like you were interested in actual magic since you detected magic. This case is full of actual magic items. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can tell. You want to look in there? Yeah. All right. There's a little uh, vial with a stopper in it. It's labeled, uh, let me try to pronounce this word, Keogton's ointment. Oh, Keogton's ointment. I know about that. Probably roll roll there. 19. Yeah, you know what that does. That was a history magic. I don't care. Uh, There's there's a lantern (laughs) of revealing. 
There's a ring of the ram, and there's a bottle of sovereign glue. Ah, Ken glue. Yep. But uh, she's like, yeah, that stuff's cool, but like, it's also all useless. So you know, what's it useless? It's not useless, but like, it's not the kind of thing that like, uh, you know, I'm not gonna open a store with five magic items. Oh yeah, I wouldn't do that. We're trying to build our like magic item like repertoire. You know, like we'd rather have more magic. Do you need someone to go stealing magic items for it's you to sell? You know. Uh, stealing's illegal in this kingdom. Well, you wouldn't be the one actually doing the stealing. You just gotta sell it. Yeah, so I just need someone to sell me super cheap magic items, whether they steal them or not. Guys, you, uh, I think we got a side business here. Yeah, we'll see. Do you like sticks that have tentacles on the them? The band? Sticks that have tentacles on them. Oh, yeah. Oh, rods. Do you like rods? Oh, you like rods? I take, I tear off a 10-foot pole patch and I give it to her. She's like, this is clearly a pole and not a rod. I mean, it turns into a 10-foot long pole, right? Yeah. Who has the little whipper thing? I just give that to her. You have, you have you it. You it down. Does she appreciate my magical item I gave her? She's like, that was way more valuable like as a patch than as like a rod. I mean, that as a pole. Too late now. To me, personally. Well, can I? I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not mad. But if you're trying to sell me things, I'm not buying a pole off of you. But I just lay it on the ground. <sighs> so you're going through this uh, doorway. Yeah, let's go to this wax museum. Yeah, Jocelyn, this is fun, but like, where's the rock and roll? Oh, well, go through this door. You go through this door into, um, so there's a little tiny, you like enter a staircase room. It's like a like triangular kind of shaped room. And there's a staircase that goes like to your right. Up to like a landing and then makes a left and goes up. And there's also a doorway straight in front of you. So you're in like a little, like you entered a little room that has a doorway that you walk through and a doorway right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But like the space from like door to door is like five feet and there's a staircase to your right. But the room isn't like a five by five room, obviously, because there's a staircase in it. So it's like kind of rounded triangle shaped. So the staircase is all like in this round triangle. God. Like a pie slice. No. Like a uh like a wheel chuck. Okay. All right. Okay. Like half a wheel chuck though. Like a round triangle. Depends on your wheel chuck. This is like an isosceles triangle. Yeah, but you're walking through like the this not the not the right angle. We're walking through the hypotenuse. We're walking through the curved. You're walking side. through the curved side of the triangle. One of the other two points. But the hypotenuse is the curved part, and it's curved concave. Oh, it's like triangle-ish, but it's not a triangle because the door isn't one of the, what would be the vertex, one of the vertices of the triangle. And the hypotenuse is to our left, and the long leg is to our right. Mm. Vertices, schmertice Let's see if there's any loot in this room. Isosceles don't have long legs. Oh, good point. All right, hear me out. You walk into a five by five room with a staircase leading out to the south. It's not triangle shaped. It's just a one little tiny one person fits in it. There's a doorway and another doorway and a staircase. I want to do a perception check to see if I can determine the shape of this room. But <laughs> you need to do a, a geometry check. I, well, we can't all do it at the same time. But hear me out. The staircase, it's like opened. So you can see closed. the staircase go Is up and turn. Is there a sign? And... Because the you're on the outside of the curving of the round part of 
this tower over here. We're in a cylinder. No, you're going from a rectangular room into a circular room. A but cylinder. Between them, a cylindrical room. Yeah, yeah. A... I got it. Rec- what's a rectangle cube called? Rectangular prism. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it must suck to listen to this podcast. A rectangle cube. If you take a rectangle and you put it against a circle, not in the middle of the circle, but at the bottom of the circle, so that the like the long end of the rectangle would be a tangent to the circle. The only tangent I know is uh, the tangent that's going on about room descriptions. <laughs> I look at the staircase and I try to see if there's a sign that tells me what's up the stairs. No. But I assume that straight ahead through that other doorway is the wax If you museum. look through... Do they go up to the basement? The door. If it's a tangent, it would be like this. All right. If you go from the southern wall of this rectangle and you continue going, it's going to touch the very outside edge of the circle. Okay. To the point where it's only touching one single spot of the circle. Oh, it's going to touch the northern edge of the outside of the circle. No. The southern edge of the Yeah, but they don't touch because that's a geometric impossibility. Once the upper right-hand corner of the rectangle hits the circle, the lower right-hand corner of the rectangle cannot. So between this rectangle and this circle is a space. And that space is on the outside of the inside. So it's like the overlap. God. Between the circle and the rectangle, which is roughly triangular, but it's really got a curved triangle. That's what I said. Okay. All right. So you enter from one side, and there's a door straight in front of you that goes into the circular tower. All right. Where the wax museum is. Yes. Is this where the rock and roll is going to be? We're following Jocelyn. You want to go in there? I don't know. Is, Is we walking with her in? I mean... She's still in the thing. Who went in the room? I went in that room. I say I went. Yeah, Flo's in the doorway. All right, Flo, move it or whatever. Like, we can't all get through here. I go into the wax museum. You enter the room. It is a very large circular room. Cylindrical. Got it. Next. That has, like, four, like, stages set up. Well, there are, like, three, like, stages that you would, like, play, like, a rock show on set up in, like... Three, you know, split the room into three evenly looking sections. Okay, okay. And there's one big display in the middle. So it's it's kind of like if I were to eat a pizza and cut it, it'd be like three slices. Yeah, but also cut the middle out. Also, the stages don't all touch. It's like it's you donut. can like walk in and walk around, but they're like stages set up. It's a three-way donut. Wait, the stages are on the outside of the room or on the inside? Yeah, you can walk behind them, but there's like there's like enough space to squeeze behind them. But really, the room is made so you walk all the way into the room, and then the stages are like facing the center of the room. Okay. And they're all set up with um, bands on them. Like wax bands? Yeah. What are the bands? One of them has the band we all know and love, Bows and Roses. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I don't get it. It's Guns and Roses. That's not the part I didn't get. Oh. It's not like a bow tie. It's like a bow and arrow. Got it. Because guns. Yeah. You know, like a cello bow. I got it. Let's say there was like an archer in your team. They would know about this. Yeah, but I'm not an archer. Flo got it. Flo got it right away. <laughs> no, Flo already knew bows and roses. Yeah, it's not big a, fan. It's big not, fan. It's not a pun to her. Oh, that's wild, but okay. 
You can't tell in all my spell songs that, that I'm heavily influenced by Bows and Roses. Yeah. Uh, what's the next bit? And then there's a band called Death Kiss. They have enormous amplifiers and they all have unique face painting. I thought it was a Death Wish thing. All right. Oh, it should have been a Death Wish thing. You mean Charles Bronson? No. Oh, he's a bad dude, Charles Bronson. He was old when he was young. He's always been a badass. Give Steve McQueen a run for his money. Yeah, how many eggs can he eat, though? Oh, he can eat all the eggs. The third one says, they might be hill giants. I don't know what they look like, so I can't describe them. And then right in the center of the room is a life-sized wax model of the legend Chuck Goodberry, who the spell is named after. Does Sammy's spell detect magic? Does it still work? I mean, like, we've been talking for 12 hours here, but... In, uh, we're in, like, in minute world, yeah. Five, yeah. This is, like, the Sammy fifth was minute? uninterested in that whole thing. He was like, oh, and he spent, like, five seconds looking at, like, the magic wand section. Mm-hmm. Almost two whole minutes looking at, like, the case of actual magic items. Because yeah. he's like, oh, cool. And, and then, then we went in here. Then you went in here. Is anything magical in here, Sammy? Yes. Yeah. Sammy's leather jacket is magical. Uh, <laughs> I got armor. Yeah, you got Gun all that armor. I want to hear some Chuck Goodberry songs like uh, Jimmy Be Bad and My Dingleberry. Chuck Goodberry's music heals you for one hit point every time you listen to one of his albums on one of his magical vinyls. So also in the Northwest, it's not a corner because this is a yeah. round room, but uh, in the Northwest, there are two more doors up there. Which way did we enter? From the north-south. In like the southwest corner. Okay. Kind of. It's not like, yeah, that's close enough. All right. Is anything magical on any of the stage things or in any of the wax sculptures, Sammy? No, but they are really well done and they are excellent likenesses. No, flow. But I think these are really well done and they're excellent likenesses. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So your good friend, Jocelyne. I don't know. Okay. Is like a friend. <laughs> this person you've okay. met. Yeah, there we go. Jocelyn is like, so uh I can tell you're way more interested in this rock and roll stuff and less interested in the magical stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you ever have bands play here? Uh yeah. So I wondered if you guys wanted to check out our recording studio upstairs and uh maybe lay down a track or something. We also uh it's another thing we do. We we uh um, Yeah. How much do you pay yeah. us? We put, uh, no, we, we don't pay you. It's not how recording studios work in this magic land. I don't know how they work in your, your magic land, in your mind. But uh, we, uh, we make these uh, tablets that you put in this magic tablet player that play music that isn't live. And it's crazy. What? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. You don't have to be there with the band to see them play. Like these magic vinyls that are apparently ubiquitous down here. Uh, yep. All right, sick. Let's. They're do called it. vinyls because they're like a tablet, and they have vines all on them. Oh yeah, is it a spiral of vines? It's vine all. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, sure. So, uh, how much do I trust her? I have a. I like. I'm a little bit nervous as Emily. That she's going to, like, steal our voices or something weird. Like, she's Ursula. I right, roll your sense motive. Yeah, I feel like that's probably true, but there's no way that Sammy Stone's here cares What about- sense motive? Is that even a thing? I've never heard of that. It's called insight in 5th edition. Sense motive. Insight. 18. She definitely seems like she's trying to get you to go to this recording studio, like, a lot. 
Like, because she wants our money? Or, like, because she wants to steal our... It doesn't seem super straightforward. It seems a little kind of fishy, maybe. She probably wants to make out. She might want to do a make out job. All right. Well, we won't do that, but we're going to rock uh, and roll. She's like, so uh, it's upstairs. we got to go back in this... uh," And she goes into that little non-triangular room and heads up the stairs. Should we follow her? Yeah, fuck yeah. Sammy's not talking about it. He's just already I'll hang back. I'm the third in line. Oh, okay. Unless you also feel... I was going to take third in line, but actually not follow and just go steal something. I guess I'll follow second in line. I holler up, you're welcome. But uh, she goes up and goes into the top room of this tower. So the tower looked like it originally had walls or something. They were like torn out because they were like guard stations or something but they were all torn out to make room for like that big wax museum area but when you come up the stairs and go into the top they're still like walls but they look like they're newer walls because like all the every wall you've seen so far has been like this old stone that's made this like chateau but this has like uh some newer materials two by fours and drywall yeah yeah so does that mean we're in the upper top or the lower top This is the middle top. The middle top, okay. You come into the room, there is another door right to your left. Which part of the building did we come out? So you went up that staircase you already saw. Mm -hmm. So it's in the same Same place relative to the... Got it. Okay, so there's a door like right to your left that would have been, if you guess, right around where the door into the staircase from the bottom was. And there is a door to the left of that. So there's like a door to the the middle left and the outer left. Then there's a window that looks into the courtyard. And then there's another door in the northwest. And there are built up in the top, instead of it being one giant open room, there's kind of like a seating area with like some like nice looking like seating chairs. And it's petitioned off into what look like two larger rooms and like a smaller room. In between the two of them, they all have like glass up to your waist height or Sammy's like neck height is like not see-throughable. And then there's like glass from like waist height to like eye height. And then there's like solid again above that. So the room closest to you has, you can see into it and there are lights are that are on. And there's like a drum set set up and a bunch of guitars and or lutes, if you will, or a cello. Or, I mean, to be fair, we talk about guitars all the time. Yeah, there's all kinds. Of, there's just like a lot of instruments in there. And then in the middle room, there's a bunch of like slider things on like some magical rocks or something. And then there's another room that has like the curtains drawn around all the windows you can't see. Okay, Sammy immediately just goes to the drum set. Okay. Um, what's the? He's like, oh yeah, what are these? Like maple? Like what? How big is this kick? Twenty two inches? Twenty four? You can't play a twenty four inch kick. It's a little eighteener. It's like a bop kit. There's like a little tenor for you. Tenor on the kick? Not a bass. It's not a bass drum, it's a tenor drum. No, no, there's a full-size uh, kit. I start dropping all the hardware down so I can reach it. Yeah, Sammy puts on his uh, like wooden platform stompy shoes. She goes into the middle room. She's like, let's do some mic checks. I'm still in this main room watching her. Okay. All right, I'm just starting with the kick. Kick, 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 kick. She's all right. Let's let's hear that. Kick, snare, kick, kick, snare, 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 snare. And then you get bored when you're doing that. You get bored, so then you start doing like rolls and stuff. And the sound guy's like, "No, just 
just just, just hit a single. It. Yeah. Then you start doing rim shots, and then like this sounds different. Yeah, don't do a rim shot. Oh, God. <sighs> snare, snare, snare. She's like, it's already actually basically set up. Just give me the uh, the whole sound check. Give me the everything. Then I do it all. You know. Yeah, yeah. Grandador, what are you doing? I'm going to uh, pick up the strangest looking loot I can find, which is probably my own. And I begin to play. I doubt it. She's got this crazy looking loot. It's like, it's got strings that go in perpendicular directions. What? You don't even know how to play that thing. Don't touch Touch it. Oh, I touch it. <laughs> it sounds great. I strum the strings. Sounds even better than yours. I steal it. She doesn't realize I've laid claim to this. She's like, give me something funky. And I do. She's like, I didn't get your name. Do you want to do some stuff? No, I'm okay right now. Thank you. Don't worry. She's just shy. Dirk goes in and he gets on the mic. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, dipped up, dipped up. He does like really bad things. He's like bad at it. He's got a very low perform check. Oh, yeah. Roll a perform check. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he did. He, Dirk did really poorly. <laughs> I got a 13. 16. Sammy does okay. Yeah, it's okay. Rondador kills it. Flo cannot handle not being the best. She rolled a 25. For what? To just watch on the side, though? Uh, she picked up that cello and laid down a sweet, sweet riff. She played something that made you understand the cosmology of the universe, which is strange because, like, cosmology of this universe is, like, floating disks that, like, overlap in, like, strange... It's very different than real-world cosmology where there's, like, planets and stuff. So there are spaces I don't in between talk. the <laughs> I don't other spaces the and the floors of the walls. And the inside of one thing is the outside of another. Um... So so Flo did play? Yeah, she rolled for it. I bet you that we're, all our souls are trapped here now. I was really hoping. So she comes on to PA and she's <laughs> that like... That I wouldn't? Uh, Brayden was hoping. Sammy's like real pumped. Yeah, man. You guys rock it out super hard. And she comes on the mic and she's like, you guys are killing it. Keep it going. I put my cello down and I leave the room. Okay, as soon as you put your cello down, you see her stand up and hit this button. 
And then the door slams shut. Bam. Oh, no. And she goes, ha, ha, ha. You can, you, she's still holding the button to talk. And she can hear because she's maniacal. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Now I will force you to record the next hit single. And we're going to make a million dollars. Yeah, man. Bring that record deal in here. No, I'm going to make a million dollars. And then I'm going to kill you and turn you into wax statues so that I can also make money. Wait. Is that what happened? Did they might be hill giants in Chuck Goodberry? Probably. Yo, guys, we can live forever this way. If we just never record anything good. And Dirk's stuck with us, too? Dirk's like, I'm going to be famous. Fuck. Dirk's like, yeah, my name is Dirk, and I'm on the microphone. Everybody knows that I never want to go home again. Yeah, I'm working with the band. Yeah, I'm rapping all I can. And Dirk's like, give me some sick drums and bass. And we're like, Dirk, please just, Jesus, cool it. Guys, I think that we're in a pickle, but I think that we should just rock, like jam out for a little bit because it's super fun, and then we'll solve the problem. We'll deal with this later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another exciting episode about stairs. I hope you really enjoyed all the stair talk. Next week, we might look at some more stairs, hopefully. If you like our podcast, remember to try to rate it and tell all your best friends about... Tell all your friends and acquaintances, not just your best friends, to listen. Uh, if you like our songs, remember you can go to Bandcamp. So if you search for Bardic Mystery Tour... It'll show up, but it's bardicmysterytour.bandcamp.com, and that has all of our songs. We will be releasing the album in May, 
So we'll probably uh, go back through and, you know, touch up the mixes and any little details that we are unhappy with and then have them all mastered or we'll master them ourselves. We'll decide any second now. And uh, that'll be coming out in May. So make sure you stop by there and buy it. All right, cool. We'll see you guys later. Bye.